This is Burton Chawla, and you're listening to the Black Box Podcast. I grew up playing sports, yep. grew up playing video games. Competition is everything. You want to win. You want to beat the guys that were there before. You want to improve on the work that was done before. And at the end of the day, you want to leave an impact on that brand. So, you know, if it's a project, you want them to say, man, this is, we can't end this relationship. We got to continue. This is the Black Box Podcast. I am your host, Burton Chawla. This is a conversation with industry leaders in the sports, music, media, and entertainment world. Today's episode is my dear friend Desmond Morzette, currently the executive creative director and partner at CAA, formerly global director of brand advertising at Jordan. Formally, before that, and how I met him, was you were at Zambezi, a creative agency based in LA that Kobe Bryant invested in. Des, thanks for doing the show. Appreciate your time. This is my pleasure, Burton. Long time coming. Yeah, yeah, you know I bug you about stuff like this. You know, I also say this. I say too many times on these intros, I'm introducing and I'm saying my good friend. And you know me well enough. I think I'm authentic. I wouldn't say that about someone that's not my good friend. But mm-hmm. what's great or has been good to me, and maybe you feel the same way, and this is not so industry, this is more personal. Mm-hmm. I've made some good friends in this industry. Like I, I consider you a good friend. I've had good friends on the show. And it's nice to do collaborative work with people you like. I mean, it's nice to just do collaborative work, but it's a nice residual effect if you make a friendship out of it. 100%. Anyways, executive creative director and partner at CAA. I think most people know what CAA is, or most people think CAA is a representation firm. What does this mean? Creative director and partner at CAA, what are you doing for them? Okay, so most people are right. CAA is the world's best talent representation agency, television, music, film, all that good stuff. What some people may not know is that CAA also has one of the world's largest brand consulting groups. And we do a lot of business with some of the world's most recognized brands inside the world of sports and sports marketing and outside of the the world of sports. So within brand consulting, I'm one of the creative directors, executive creative director of our uh, North America business. And I've been doing that since March of 2020. So, but tell me what creative director means. Are you out there pitching for new clients or are you taking clients that are existing and saying, let me build a creative strategy for you. That's our job. Are you interfacing with not just the brand, but their other agencies? And how does that interfacing go? Yes. <laughs> to all of those things. My role is equally about managing the creative talents of CAA Brand Consulting, of which we have a creative team, not unlike a traditional ad agency, may. But then it's also very much client-facing, building brands with them, working on audience segmentation, helping brands find their voice, find the best ways to connect to their market. And, you know, the thing that's really cool about it, if I compare it to the rest of my career, is that now the creative thinking is applied to a much more varied sort of uh, deliverables. So I'm, I'm working on everything from brand partnerships, you know, getting names on buildings all the yeah. way down to 
you know, what is the brand engagement inside of that building? And then, of course, there are also the briefs that I've had the most experience with in my career and have a lot of fun with, which is like, help us market. You know, we have an incredible product. Maybe we already have a great partnership with a talent figure, or maybe they need one. And so my team would help a brand identify who the best partner might be. And then once help to solidify that partnership, okay, how do we activate on this? You know, so it's very much what a lot of ad agencies are doing now, but we're applying that skill set specifically to the sports marketing world and increasingly beyond it. Do you consider an ad agency your competitor then? In some instances, sure. In some instances. So tell me those instances. Mm, if there's an instance where there's a brand that we're excited about working with. Under and contract? Or you're, you're giving me a hypothetical where- I'm giving the, a hypothetical where, the, uh, let's say we are on contract. Let's say it's AR, a brand- AOR of record. Okay. Agency of record. And particularly in a sports marketing capacity. That's a lot of times where brands are excited to engage with us because maybe they already have a relationship with a Wyden or a Droga or a- Right, right. You know, name one. But they need that specialized- expertise in a sports marketing space how do you activate on an nba partnership in the best way possible and get the most money out of it engage with the consumers in the most way if it's a sports partnership in a local market how can we stretch that how can we make those dollars maybe land beyond just that local market so it's everything from strategy down to actual creative implementation. And so in some instances, you know, a traditional ad agency will be thinking about those creative executions. And I want our team to be considered just as creative and just as effective at thinking about creative executions as we are strategic partnerships. Is the group just focused on sports marketing or is there other genres or verticals that CAA and specifically your group focuses on? Because I've heard you say sports marketing a few times now or activating around an NBA partnership, but are there other marketing verticals that you guys are looking to enter? Because again, you said CAA is one of the biggest agencies in the world. It's not like they only represent athletes. They in fact represent a lot of actors and musicians and, you know, quote unquote talent. So, sure. Um, entertainment marketing. Right. You know what I mean? Like sports is an element of entertainment marketing. Right. And your instinct is right. You know, sometimes a brand will come to us saying, hey, you guys know baseball like no one else's. And right. it looks like our consumer loves baseball as well. Help us engage with that platform. But then another brand may come and say, hey, you guys know music like no one else and touring. Right, right. right. You know, how can you help us engage with an act that's perfect for our audience and maybe has a tour coming up that we can activate on. And this is across for your group. You guys are working across all of those things, music and sports. That's correct. And all of that stuff. That's correct. How big is this group? And like, where does it sit in the global company? CA brand consulting is one of the largest departments within CAA, yeah. the, the global but your company. group's kind of new, right? Am I well, saying when well? you say, when you say my group, I, I think you're referring to CAA AMP. Yep. which is a division that was recently created. You know, I, I think of them as our like cultural Navy SEALs of the brand consulting group. We're increasingly getting inquiries from, from, from brands that are like, you know, help us understand this cultural sub community, right? Our data is telling us the gaming space is where we need to be. Right. 
You guys know that space. You got a crazy relationship with Riot. You know how touring works. You've got relationships with some of the best game developers in the world. How can we engage that space? Maybe in the same way that you've helped brands engage with the Yankees or, right. you know, so we want to help brands find their comfort zone wherever culture is being created. And sometimes that's going to be in gaming. Sometimes it's in fashion. Sometimes it's in music. If we get lucky, we're mixing things up, you know, because there's no one consumer that's like, I only, Game. can we curse on here? Yeah, yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. It's not like a consumer's like, yeah, I only fuck with rap music, right? Right. No. We, Especially today. Today's consumer is more than one thing, right? Or at least we acknowledge that they're more than one thing. I think you and I, when we grew up, it was always like, oh, yeah, that guy likes sports. But, you know, I also like hip hop, right? I like, think even back in the day, man, we were growing up. Maybe it wasn't as talked about as yeah, that's a defining, now. Yeah, yeah, like a defining thing. But we all remember the dude that was a baller and a skater. Yeah, and, no doubt. Uh, no you doubt, know, no doubt. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so I think that now, and, and actually, maybe even back in the day, that young kid might have got a little bit of ribbing from both communities, right? From messing with the other. Now it's a little bit more accepted. Pharrell blew that like right out the. He allowed. You credit I, Pharrell, okay. Yeah, I credit Pharrell for that. I think you know, obviously, a lot of people were you know masters of many trades before, but Pharrell, particularly for like young black kids, he was like, "Do what you want, right? Be what you want, right?" How much of your work crosses into the actual making of the content not the like some of it's what we talked about here's what i'm hearing from you sorry let me let me rephrase that let me back up two steps you know you know me right like always going a thousand miles an hour the summation of what i hear from you is what we do for our clients depends on what their mandates are where their needs are like we're trying to solve problems for them whether it's brand activation with an nba team and making their buy or their partnership efficient or it. it's hey they we want to get into gaming or we want to be partnered with a musician mm -hmm. so you hear the mandate you come up with a uh, solution for them and the next step of that you know assuming they're on board yeah uh, well let's talk about that right now Part of that is convincing them. The selling. Yeah, the selling of it, right? Yeah, that's, that's the fun um, part. Yeah, that's the fun part when you're AR, right? Like, I think it's- No, nah, that's the fun part. Before you're AR. Tell me why. I, tell me why that pitch to win business is fun. I'll tell you my experience, because it's hard. I mean, I pitch every day. That's every right. single day. I mean, right. you've been on the other side of the pitch. Sure. A couple times with Jordan. And I would say I'm not shy, and I'm assertive. And I would say I don't have bad ideas. And I would say- I mean, some of them aren't great, but I don't want to say any of them are bad. Sure. I would say my win rate is 20%. It's not like, or maybe 25 if I'm lucky. Okay. It's like a baseball player, right? Like, shit, this is hard. And if you hit 300 for your career, you're a Hall of Famer. So mm -hmm. my experience with the pitch, and I'll let you answer this question, like, it's hard. Like, I, I love it. Don't get me wrong. But you could do everything right and not win. 100 um, yeah. yeah so t you tell me your sort of feel you said that's the fun part trying to win the business why is that the fun part that's the sport part of it you know i grew up playing sports yep grew up playing video games competition is everything you want to win you want to beat the guys that were there before you want to improve on the work that was done before and at the end of the day you want to leave an impact on that brand so you know if it's a project you want them to say, man, this is, we can't end this relationship. We got to continue it. So 
that whole process of, I like to call it, you know, it's a little bit of dating, right? To make sure we're compatible. Are we thinking the same things? Are we aligning in terms of the mission and vision and goals of whatever the project might be? And once you get aligned on that and they're like, cool, so you're clear on what we're asking you, take some time, think of some things, build some stuff with your team and come back to us. Oh man, I'm laughing. Like, that's like, great. Can't wait to get back to, yeah. you know, spend the next couple of weeks hard at work, late nights, right? Like that's the actual shooting shots in the gym, you know, like late night getting that work but what in. Would you, but what would you tell someone? Okay, that's dope. I right? like, you're not, yeah, yeah, no doubt, no doubt. You like that part too. <laughs> yeah, I like that part too. I, I like the grind. I will admit, I like the grind. No one likes the disappointment that is inevitable yep. in this business. Yep. Nobody likes that part. But, you know, I think I have been lucky enough to have worked with some iconic athletes Yep. who I've been able to learn from. And for many of them and for many of the stories that we've told and the advertising I've been lucky enough to be a part of, they like, keep shooting, bro. Keep going. Like, you're going to miss this one, but like, okay, maybe you didn't get that win, but your team got stronger. You know, your junior copywriter got a, got another at bat, you know, and her skill set is even stronger and, and her confidence is even stronger. So, like, that's the sort of shift, one of the bigger shifts that I've made with from Jordan to, to, to the CAA position, for example, is like I may not be as close to the actual creative work. You know, I may be right. doing a little bit less writing. I may be doing a little bit less actual producing of the work. But now the focus is on managing the creative team. And making sure that everybody is doing work that they're satisfied doing, feeling valued, feeling like the work that they're putting a lot of effort and time into is whether sold or not, it was built in a way that was enjoyable. And as an experience, they're going to be stronger regardless of what the client feels. Okay, so let's pivot right into your already agency of record. You got the mandate. You got the mandate. You got the problems. Now your job is to solve the problems. Cool. We came up with this dope campaign. We think it solves your problems, addresses the audience you need, new product launch, whatever the problem is. Now you got to sell the client on it, right? Still a little selling. My experience has been that's an easier sell because they're already like, we trust you. Like we're, we're literally We're already paying. in a relationship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're already like, like to your dating analogy, mm -hmm. we're already in a relationship. So sure, pick the restaurant tonight, right? Right. I, I want Chinese, but you pick the restaurant tonight. Mm -hmm. Cool. How do you address the times where you listened and you came up with the solution and you're pretty sure this is the right solution, but they don't want to do it. They had their mind made up before they even told you their problem. One thing that we do, and I, I've had this experience at a number of places that I, I've worked in the past, and it's one of my favorite parts of the process. Pitching is awesome, but after the pitch, whether successful or not, the teardown session, the game tape, it's a lot of sports analogies, but that game tape moment where we rehuddle with our internal team, we might do this before we even hear from the client. All right. Like, how are we doing there? How was the actual presentation, right? We, we feel good about the what's on the page. Did we present it well? Did we present it in a way that was exciting? Did we tell the story in a compelling way? 
oh, we, you know, we actually skipped that one section. Maybe we shouldn't have. You're like, maybe, you know, there's all, we have to kind of look back. And so it's, long story short, look internal first, right? And say like, all right, how do we do? Have a point of view on it. Find out from your client how you did. But if it ends up being like a negative response, if they're like, hey, this wasn't, this wasn't quite hidden, it didn't quite hit the target we were looking for. You know, the idea meandered a little bit. We're maybe looking for something a little sharper, whatever the feedback might be. I'm sure you've heard this before. Yeah. Like, feedback is a gift. That's honest feedback is. I will tell you. Like, I was kind of going there. You got there. Like, mm-hmm. I, I like nobody likes rejection. It drives me wild every time I lose. Like, I literally need 24 hours to decompress and, and self analyze. But, I'm cool if I can get honest feedback. If I can figure out, and sometimes the feedback again is like, you, you didn't do anything wrong. You right. just were never in it. I've lost so many deals. And then afterwards, somebody will tell me, you weren't ever in it. Like, I mean, those situations, so yes, that can happen. Yeah. As we know, relationships are very important in this and many other businesses. Yep. Sometimes you may find yourself in a, RFP with a couple other agencies and maybe the client already kind of knows who they want to yep. roll with. Maybe yep. it's maybe it's part of their process that they have to talk to right. a few. You got to talk to three vendors. You got to vet it out. You got to price it out. And that's that why stuff. that's why I, you know, one of my first answers was, it's about the experience. It's about the at bat. Yeah. It's about the new challenge that you've been given yep. because yeah, you may not get the opportunity to actually fulfill on it and produce it and create it with the with the brand. But you're going to get a couple of weeks to dive into a new challenge that's being issued. And if it's more than likely that that brand's brief is probably not the only brand trying to do that. Yeah, for sure. Right. I so, once lost a footlocker piece of business. I get specific because I'm like, ah, you know, like, let's get into the gritty. I lost a, I got a footlocker RFP. Okay. For a million dollars. They want to do a custom program. This is 2013, I think. And the dude who issued the RFP from their agency at the time was PhD. Remember PhD? So PhD was the agency. He issues me the RFP. And he says, I've only given this RFP to three people. But we're only going to pick one. It's a million-dollar budget, and we're not going to spread it around. So you just have to beat Mm -hmm. someone. Yeah. Finals. And... We put together a great proposal. They wanted custom. They wanted star power. It was revolved around back to school, but they wanted NBA. I did all of this. Like, How was the process of putting that together? Do you remember it? Like, was it? Well, so at the time, I was working for USA Today Sports. So the way it worked for us was I got the RFP. I had a marketing person and a media person and an assistant. Assistant's job is to take notes, make sure the workflow goes right. Media person is just allocating media dollars on the site and the various basketball sites that we had at the time. We had Hoops Hype. Mm. Uh, we had, God, how am I not remembering? Hoopsworld.net, uh, thewarriorstalk.com. We had a bunch of basketball sites, plus USA Today, backslash sports, plus right. backslash NBA, all that stuff. So the media plans, that's all they're doing, media plan. Marketing person and I are sitting down and saying, What's the idea? And then marketing person with the assistant is managing the creative and like, here's the deck, right? And I would go through it and say, no, this doesn't work. This doesn't work. Can we make it look like this? Blah, blah, blah. And then I go present, right? And oftentimes I'd bring my marketing person with me because they were involved in the process of ideating. So like 
I can do play-by-play play and they can do color, right? And every once in a while, I'll let them do play-by-play play and I'll That's come great. in with color because I'm a better color guy than I am a play-by-play play guy. Got okay. lots of opinions about everything, right? And you also want to give your, your, your teammates a, you a know chance. What I'm saying? Yeah, a chance. give them a shot. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, you're harping on team, uh, without getting too diverted on this conversation, you're harping on like teamwork a lot. Mm -hmm. I'm all about, I say it a lot, we're in this together. And I mean it. I always use the African proverb, if you want to go somewhere fast, go alone. If you want to go somewhere far, go together, right? And, mm -hmm. and I, it's corny as fuck. But it's true. It's real and, I, and yeah, it's real. And it's actually what I believe. Like I'm not doing it because I read some leadership book and I'm regurgitating, <laughs> right? Like yeah. you've you've worked on a team with me before, yeah. right? Like yeah. to give some more context, you know, you and I worked when you were at Zambezi. I was doing USPR and marketing for the Lee Ning brand, specifically the Way of Wade. And I had to collaborate with you. There was a PR firm, I don't know if you remember, De Janeiro that we worked with. Like, yeah. you know, obviously we got to deal with Brian Cups, right? We got to deal with D Wade's team. Like, and D-Wade's team has since grown from there, but D-Wade's team included a manager, a personal photographer, videographer. It included an assistant. It included a publicist, right? We had to deal with Amy. It included a stylist, right? It's like, she's literally like, no, nah, we're going to use this shoe and this shoe. Like it was, so collaboration's important. It's an overused word, but I think teamwork is an underused thought. Mm. So I'm with you on that. So my point with the Foot Locker story was this. We do our pitch. It was us against Bleacher Report against Complex. Those were the three okay. competitors, all right? Okay. Complex came with the worst idea. The only reason I knew this, the dude who issued the RFP is a mentee of mine, right? Like, I helped him get the job. That don't mean the idea is bad. No, no. He's just being honest with me. Oh, okay. Like, afterwards, okay. we, lost, <laughs> yeah. we lost. We Bleacher Report won. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. And he and we he and I talked about it afterwards. You right. know, went for drinks, and I said to him, like, this was a big account for me. Like, what went wrong? And he told me straight up, he's like, your idea was the exact same idea or very similar to Bleacher Report's idea. But to be honest with you, you were never in it. Mm. I issued an RFP because I had to issue three and I issued one to you because you're my friend, but you were never in it. So that's what I meant by like, mm -hmm. sometimes there are cases where you're just not in it, right? And so this might be a good transition that's where you were when you were with Jordan. You were the guy saying, that's not it. This ain't our partner. People are pitching you at Jordan versus you being the pitcher now at CAA. So tell me about that role and do you miss it? Because that's- Being on the other side of the table? Yeah. Like receiving the- Yeah, yeah, exactly. Proposal? I miss it only in that the Jordan brand is my favorite brand on the planet. So that- particular role yeah to this day okay that's you know, dope yeah i mean that's an easy one so like being in that seat there was a sense of responsibility i had because i truly cared about this brand had since i was a kid like real feelings you know so okay that's that's, that's specific to the brand that's not specific to the role my point exactly okay when the passion for the industry sits on the creative side for me. Right. The passion when I was on the Jordan brand side was because of Jordan brand. You understand? Like being the person. She kind of got both there, right? Because I know you were very involved in building out creative for Jordan and very involved in the commercials and the content and all that stuff. So. 100%. But it was to your question. It's a different 
role when you are receiving and need to make decisions on what's best for the brand as opposed to sitting with your crew thinking of the cool things to do, right? Like it's a different muscle that you're operating. And I think if I were doing that for a brand that I was not as passionate about, I could find myself maybe getting a little bit bored. It's like the same brand every month, every but, day. But same brand that you, you're not passionate about, you're saying. Yeah, if, right, it right, was, right. if it was, you know. Old Spice. Somebody's got that role for like Colgate. Right, 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 right. And killing it probably. I'm sure right, right, that person right, 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 is right, crushing right, it. Right. But I've, I have been lucky and I've worked really hard to make sure that I'm am in positions where I know I'm going to be excited every day I wake up. Right. To work. Which is not easy. That's the luxury. That really is the luxury. And to the point about the teammates, like, because I feel that, I know it's possible for our larger creative team, all with different varying levels of experience, we all should feel that sort of like, man, we get, we get to <laughs> wake up and think of creative solutions to problems. Like, that is a rare position to be in and I take it very serious that like with each at bat whether we win or lose like we just we give it our all we you know we experiment try new things you know that's one thing I would say if I found myself and our team if we found ourselves in a situation where it was like man it don't look like we gonna get this one or they're with that agency we kind of just feel like they're gonna roll with that we'll use that opportunity to try something new, right? Like, let's not do the same thing if we feel like they already kind of have their idea broken up. Let's go in here and disrupt, you know? And how often does that work? Or it's, it's more about the exercise at that point? It could be more about the exercise. I mean, if I'm taking the example you gave where it's like, yeah, you didn't really have a shot. And you get but the sense. But I didn't sense, know that until but afterwards. You, but so you get you the get sense. You get the sense, yes. You, you get, get the, the sense. sense sometimes, right? Right. Um, read the room, read the player. Read the yeah. room, read the player. It, it, yeah, and also if it's like, you know, Oh man, that competition over there, for whatever reason, whether they've they've worked with this brand a bunch in the past right, or they right, just coming right. off of something that was exceptionally friends successful. With yeah, There's yeah. a bunch of reasons why yeah, you yeah. might feel like, all right, you know what, team? Remember that one thing we were talking about where we were like, what if we did a presentation this way? Why don't we try it for this one? Low stakes, you know, we always want to win everything, but right. to your point, you can't like go out and give this same playbook on everything so you know again the bigger point is trying to find every opportunity to make the brief the project useful and productive for your team at minimum and then actually you know delivering on the creative need of the ask of the client and that i think is going to lead to just a more enjoyable experience in this game so i'm gonna ask you a specific question on jordan hopefully you answer it Mm -hmm. what piece of creative whether it was a literal ad or some content story that you help create that you're most proud of like what do you like that and maybe you want to give me two or three examples but like that shit was mine and i'm never gonna not 
let people know that when the time is right. And I'm not saying boast. I'm saying yeah, for I sure. know the stuff I'm proud of. I know like when I see it, I'm like, yes. Mm-hmm. Like what? And you did a lot at Jordan. How many years were you there? Six. Six years. You did a lot at Jordan. Yeah. Right, and you had a lot of marquee guys while you were there, yeah. from Zion to Luca to Russ Westbrook to Kawhi Leonard. I know Kawhi eventually went to New Balance, but he w- you were there when CP to Blake. CP to Blake when they were you know Blake was a superstar at one point. Mm-hmm. CP still you know and is a first ballot Hall of Famer, and like not just great players. But you know the other angle of it is cool players, guys that you know people really care about. He's never made an All Star team yet. Culturally right? relevant, right? You know? Right. right. Yeah. Culturally relevant, right? So I think Zion might have made an All Star team. I should retract that. But culturally relevant, dope dudes. You tell me what's the stuff that you walked away from and been like, well, that shit was fucking fire. And I'm hmm. glad. Like, it doesn't have to be only your idea, but I imagine your idea that you helped. Yeah, create none of them. I mean, none of them. I would say are my idea, and that's not even just trying to be like cool and shit. Like it. The teams that we worked with when I was at Jordan Brand extended to agencies outside of our group, even within the the brand group and the advertising group. You know, I had teammates that were, you know, helping to push what we were trying to do and everybody was on the same page. So, like, I, you know, we all get the credit. But some of my favorites, Russell Westbrook, do what I want spot. Is that what it was called? That's the one. That's the dance spot. That's the that's the dancing one. Yep. A lot of the rust stuff. So much fun. I think we were doing things that you didn't really see in advertising as much. We were definitely playing with culture in a way that was authentic. I think in some of those instances, it was a win because we actually created culture. Like we created something that was added to basketball culture that tapestry that commercial i think did the one where russ was dancing he's not to the even wearing athletic Vert. gear in it uh yeah, nah. he's not he's not yeah. nah nah but if you remember that one was great because of the storyline happening with russ at that moment yep you know what i'm saying he had a yeah, teammate yeah. who all right teammate's gone things on his shoulders you know is he gonna shrink or <laughs> is he gonna dance you know, and, and he was dancing. He was confident. And, like, yeah. on a creative level, I thought that one was a lot of fun. And actually, in the creating of that, I worked with one of my, my best friends in this industry, Mike Warzen, directed that. And that shoot itself was, like, me and the homies shooting the yeah. other homie Russ. Yeah, yeah, that's you pretty cool. You know what cool. I'm saying? That's like, pretty cool. Small shoot. You know, we, obviously, you're always thinking about things in an investment, return on investment, right? Like. If I showed you the budget on that, you'd be like, oh, shit. I believe it. That, y'all, y'all did that. Yeah. So that's cool. On the flip side, the respect campaign with Derek Jeter. Yep. That's Wyden and Kennedy. Like, that was a situation where, like, you know, they come back with a presentation, and on page three, you're like, got it. They got yep. it. Yep. You, we knew from the jump, and that team is amazing. Shout out Jericho. Everybody there was really fantastic. They put me on to a bunch of baseball shit. You know, I wasn't a big, still not the biggest baseball fan. Right. And so as a manager, I was like, I had to defer to those who really understood the game, understood the culture of that game. And that spot is rife with storylines that if you aren't aware of it, it'll just go over your head. That's you being a good client too. You're like, 
I hire you to come up with dope ideas, come up with a dope idea they did, and you're like, cool, get it, right? Like if you're on page three, that's a good feeling on that side yeah. when you're pitching. Yeah. Um, I personally, I think I told you this when we had dinner, I personally love the Kawhi Leonard offense or defense debate. For me- Shout out my man, Taylor Twist, director over there. Okay. WK fam. He, uh, he wrote the thing, directed it, and I agree. That was – I thought that was smart on a lot of levels because to me – and I don't have – maybe tell me behind the curtain what actually happened. To me, it was smart because wh whoever cast it did a great job casting. Right? 100%. Uh, I mean – Those two kids were actual debate kids. I imagine – I imagine. You know, yeah, yeah. and they helped to build those arguments. You I was going to say, like, whoever scripted did a good job scripting. Scripting was great. Their enunciation, articulation, and inflection in their arguments was so strong. And then I would say two more things. I would say, one, Kawhi's, when he doesn't want to be, he's not that charming. So using clips instead of having him on set I thought was genius not just from a creative standpoint obviously from a creative standpoint but also from a logistical standpoint this is going to come out better and you know maybe from a logistical standpoint this is going to come out better because our endorser is going to appreciate this right he's mm. not necessarily known to be like yeah I can't wait to be on set for nine hours and then I thought the second thing that really stuck out to me Maybe it's just me, and I don't know if this was conscious on your end as you guys were building out the campaign, but I thought it was, and this was years, what year was this, 14, 15, something like that. It was like he was still on the Spurs, right? So, yeah. you know, they lost the championship in 2013, won the championship in 14. So I'm going to guess it was like 14, 2014 or 15. So this is years ago, but still important was I think there's something righteous and making sure that both the kids were black. And, you know, here are two really smart, articulate, driven young men, black young men. And like, I, I, I saw that when I saw the commercial mm -hmm. and I thought it was important. And like that, like triggered with me. Mm -hmm. I wonder what, like that was a, con you're not in your head. I'm guessing that's a conscious effort. Very, on your end, yeah, right? very, very conscious decision. Right, like, so that piece of creative really like, stuck with me to this day i still talk about that piece. and that's not only like i'm a Kawhi Leonard fan i think i called you that night and was like this shit is crazy and i told you like for me really great content is one that elicits an emotion out of you and it elicits emotion out of me so like for whatever reason that one sticks with me okay. yeah yeah um, i'm proud of, proud of that one too i'm happy to hear that because that that was one that i you know honestly i had hoped that that one would have gotten picked up a little bit more you know, I don't. I don't think our. Sure. Um, I don't think the media buy for that one was as big as maybe some of the others, but I know it was Kawhi's favorite for many years. Um, yeah. You know, until your thought about like was it logistics? Like it might have been. You know, it might have been in the season already and it's combination to, of things. I'm yeah, sure, yeah. but really, it didn't start with. Oh, uh, we don't have. Kawhi, so we need to think right, of something right, else. Right, right. It started f with the actual insight of his game. Yep. In the debate happening on, you know, sports uh, platforms about is he better here or here? And it was like, you right. know what? Let's have that debate in classic Nike fashion, right? Yep. Like that's yep. right out the Nike DNA right there. Yep. 
but let's do it with some characters that are going to mean a little something extra to a certain corner of our of our audience. And, you know, I, again, I give Taylor Twist, director on that, mad props because, you know, he helped find those kids, helped make sure that they were part of building. You know, they weren't actors. Right, right. So I think that's what you felt. Yeah, Yeah. I think that's what you felt was like, man, they really, you know, going that, and they were cool. You know what I'm saying? I'll leave it at this because you and I talk a lot and I probably could talk to you on this podcast for another hour, but we're on a schedule. What advice would you give me specifically? I'm 42. I've been in this industry for 20 years. You know me. I'm pretty adamant about fucking everything and I'm a little difficult. But I'm pitching every day, right? You pitch every day, but you've also been on the other side at a Fortune 100 brand at one of the coolest brands in the world hearing the pitch from guys like me or people like me. What would you tell me either generally or specific to me? Like, hey, this is how you need to adjust your approach on the pitch or this is how you need to address your preparation for it or here's where teamwork can come in. What would you, you know me well, so you give me a piece of advice that I will take very, very seriously. Huh. That's a good question, Burton. First thing that comes to mind is find your efficiencies. So to your point about like, you know, you're pitching weekly, if not biweekly, there's, you know, constantly. I'm curious if you have a system of like, you know, if ideas don't make it past, do they die? Or do you put them away and wait for a, a new opportunity where you can maybe dust it off right. or improve it or whatever? Are you starting from scratch with every new pitch? Because that sounds like burnout <laughs> central. Efficiencies. Efficiencies in workflow, efficiencies and thoughtfulness, all that stuff. And what it will allow you to do is use most of your time to do the thinking, right? As opposed to like, man, I got to go make this deck. Or right, right. I gotta, it's going to take me two hours to do this thing. Maybe you already have a template that you use. Yeah. You know, and all your ideas are always on this template because it ain't about the deck. It's yeah. about the ideas in the deck. So right, maybe right. maybe you find where I need to put more of the effort or more of the time in and then allowing those other things to be on somewhat of a autopilot, you know. Yeah. That's one thing. And then I guess the other thing I would say is like challenge yourself. I've heard you share ideas with me that you've heard me go, yeah, okay. And I know that you also feel like, yeah, it's okay. Right. And so, you know, that's where some of our conversations go where it's like, uh, you know, you wouldn't even watch that. Right. Or you wouldn't even do that. You know, so that doesn't happen often. But I have had a lot of experience with people being like really excited about something, but not for themselves. And it's like, well. Well, I'll, 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 count, I'll counter that with this, Des. Sometimes, unfortunately, and I'm not nearly as creative as you, and I say this all the time, any idea I've ever come up with, good, bad, or ugly, you've always, and I'm not trying to fluff you here, you've always come up with a better version of it. So I appreciate the efficiencies advice because you're right. Like An idea can be put aside and maybe improved later on. But I will say this about what you just said about Sometimes you're like, really? You wouldn't even watch that shit. The seat that I'm in is in a different seat than you're in, in the sense that sometimes the content that I make or the deals that I make are about margins and capitalism and logistics. And 
I can't afford to buy that license footage for $65,000 a minute. Mm -hmm. So I got to do a version of that that's not nearly as good. Or even to your point, some ideas I'm pitching at you or because I know I already have it sold in over here. Right. So right. somebody's going to pay for it. I just need your help supporting it with brand dollars or whatever. So like there are like business – you're right. And you have said to me, you have bold face said to me, that's not a good idea. So like – and most of the time, I know it when it comes out of my mouth. And that's the, and that is that that's the point because right. we all have shitty ideas, dude. Straight right, away, right, like right, that's, that's right. the thing. And if you have a good team, they're gonna tell you, like, "Hey, man, that's almost there, bro." Right, right. Or, but, or don't even go back. Don't even try to fix that because, like, you know, that's going to be an energy not well spent. And so, my pokes for you are always like, you know, if it's a Vince Carter documentary, that is something I know you'd watch. Like right. you're a basketball fan, you'd be into that. The story there is interesting, compelling. Vince Carter, we want to know that story. We want to see, you know, so that does have that appeal to it. But if your example is, and then we started to make it and we found that elements of it, we couldn't tell as directly as we wanted right. or we couldn't get this music or we couldn't do this, whatever. That's a little bit different. Than a bad idea. Than a bad idea, yeah, right? So, you. like, yep, you yep. know, I, I think you continue to push yourself for, like, ah, you know what? I don't want to see a documentary on this dude, but I might want to see one if it's him and his mom. You know, like, maybe they're just a twist that actually makes it a new, original, interesting idea. Got it. Okay, Des, mindful of time. I know you're not a self-promoter. Where can we all find you on socials? Do you want to promote anything? Do you want to promo some of the work that you're doing? Any of that stuff? I mean, I'll absolutely promote the group that I'm with now. I mean, CAA is an incredible family of executives in the entertainment business that make for incredible partners for brands. And I feel confident here as I've ever felt in some of the other agencies I've worked on. I know our capabilities are there and, and our experiences. It speaks for itself. But, uh, you know, the CAA AMP team is one to look out for. You know, we've got some products and services that we're providing to some brands right now that I think you're going to hear that name a whole lot more often in the yeah, next sure. year cool. or so. Yeah, cool. man. Congrats, man. Thank you. I'm rooting for you. Thank you, Bird. Thanks for being here. Of course. The Black Box Podcast is not possible without the team. The show is produced by Gotham Podcast Studios in New York City. Special shout out to Raul Hernandez. Creative Director, Alana Rodriguez. Video Editor, Paul Aspen. Music by Ye Ali. All photos by Jonathan Gabriel Charles. Designed by Lineage Digital. <laughs>